Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host here at Locked On Red Wings, Scotty Bentley, also host at Locked On Tigers. And just as we sat down to record this on a third, or almost a Thursday, still in that Thanksgiving mindset, that Sunday evening, some uh, Matthew Boyd breaking news, Scotty? Yeah, Matthew Boyd will uh, is, is non-tendered by your Detroit Tigers and will... Uh, Will immediately become a free agent. Wasn't too big of a shock when after I thought about it. At first, I was like, whoa, like this is a guy who's been with us through all the bad years. Like he's been with the Tigers through all the bad years. And then I was like, yeah, but with all the young arm talent they have coming up through the system, plus the free agents they're trying to bring in to really round out that rotation, I guess it's not too big of a surprise. No, no, it's it's not um, as as like immediate kind of like, whoa, as it was it, um as far as like the setup of the team and stuff, it's really not surprising at all. Um, it's uh, we have the the three kids, and we just signed Erod, and he, Boyd has had his injury problems over the last two years. Yep. Um, so it, it it really isn't that much of a surprise. It does mean that we will be deep within the starting pitching market, which is uh, which is fun and yeah. moving quickly. Uh, over the last day or two, but, Max Scherzer's um, still out there. He is. He will not be coming to Detroit. I hate to break it to you, but I do think by that by the time people are listening to this, he will have signed. Really? I think, he, I think he's real soon. Yeah. That's interesting, because um, I know some teams were pretty heavily interested. Obviously, the Dodgers were uh, interested in retaining him. But, I mean, what's a possible landing spot for Boyd? Not trying to make this Lockdown Tigers, but this is just, like, something that broke right before we started recording. So, I'm, like, trying it's, to get perspective. Uh, it's, it's pretty much either Mets, Angels, or Dodgers as really? far as I yeah, Dodgers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's either staying or uh, or 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 that's it. So, uh, <laughs> or staying or going to the Mets, really. I don't even know if the Angels are real players anymore based on the price tag rumors that I've seen around. Um, I, I, I would be shocked if it was not the Dodgers or Mets at this point. Cool. And then the other big news that we got to talk about, we ha- I know we're locked on Red Wings, and I promise we'll get to the game recap of the Buffalo Sabres, guys. I really do. But the Michigan Wolverines beat Ohio State. The first time they beat oh, them since, what, lady. 2011? Since 2011. Hail. They're gonna- Hail. I had, oh, man, what a day. That, you know what's crazy? I was having this conversation after the win and this i'm 23 years old i'm 25 so my adult life started in 2016 it's when i turned 18 graduated from high school baby in my adult life this michigan beating ohio state on saturday might be the single best sporting event 
or the single biggest win of yeah. a sporting event in my entire adult life for a team I root for. Well, I'm trying to think too. I think you might be right because I turned 18 in 2014, which would have been just after, like right at the tail end of the Tigers' success, mm-hmm. right at the tail end of the, the last Wings, you know, real run. So I think you're right. I think in my adult life, Michigan finally beating Ohio State might be the biggest win as well. And then like, so like Dwayne Haskins had what, five touchdowns in that game? Something insane like that. The dude... He did. It, Hassan, like, baby, five. I, I just... Five. The, the problem I see is I was so dead set on Jim Harbaugh just being fired. Like, I just thought he wasn't the guy to ever get it done, and he failed to beat Michigan State this year. Then he goes out in year seven, and people made all the year seven jokes. I made the year seven jokes. People, He comes out in year seven and finally beats his rival and goes to Indy. I'm afraid this is going to justify all those people, and I'll say it's worth it after he gets his first win. I, I guess I guess my question to you, Scotty, does that make it worth it? Beating him for the beating them for the first time. I I don't know and I don't care right now. <laughs> ride the high, ride the high. I I could not give less of a flying whatever. I I really I in this current moment. I I really don't care. Talk, and this off season, I'll I'll be able to to get rid of the clouds and give a more so uh, objective take. But right now, I I'm just happy Enjoy we finally it. did it. Baby. Enjoy it. Got to enjoy it. Also, Jim Harbaugh's comment uh, about Ryan Day was amazing. The some people are born on third, thinking they hit a triple. That yeah, was. Crazy. I feel like he's been writing down like clapbacks in a book for like years, just waiting for an attempt to use them. Because that was such a like taking over after Urban Meyer, like an established, accomplished program, and just like, I mean, not that Harbaugh took over a bad team after Brady Hoke by any stretch of the imagination. One of his most successful seasons came with a bunch of Brady Hoke recruits. But, I mean. That was fire. And that whole day yesterday, now you're going to play Iowa in the Big Ten title game with a chance to go to the college football playoff for the first time in his tenure as head coach. Like, if you're a Michigan football fan, this is, like, the best time to be alive. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm, I mean, I had, a, I had a fantastic day. Yeah. Well, I, had a, I, had a, I had an absolutely fantastic, fantastic, fantastic day. What was that text? So we were planning on doing a post-game recap on Saturday for the Sabres game, and you were like, well, I'll keep you posted in case, you know, tell you how I'm doing. What was that text you sent me that evening where you're like, I'm not going to be able to do the post-game recap? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We the the plan was to to do, yeah, to, to record a post-game recap and then record again on Sunday. Um. And if we lost, that that would have happened, but but we didn't lose, so that that, that unfortunately that could not have. Happened. Let's just say Scotty was feeling real good on Saturday. It, I had a great day. <laughs> I had a great great day. Uh, but anyways, we have Red Wings hockey to talk about as they did beat the Sabers in overtime, courtesy of Lucas Raymond. But first, I got to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. But yeah, Scotty. So after the Michigan Wolverines beat the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena took on the uh, Buffalo Sabres and courtesy of Lucas Raymond came away with a 3-2 overtime victory. Probably shouldn't have been that close against the bad Buffalo Sabres team, but they really heavily outplayed and outshot them all game long. It was a good game. They No, they looked really, really solid. Um, and they... Uh, they, they had some some moments. The Sabers definitely had some moments, um, but as a whole, I, I just thought they had incredible goalie play, and we just outplayed the hell out of them, and that kept them. Yeah, I mean, and 
that was really the tale of the whole game, it felt like, was it was just incredible goalie game up and down from both teams. This was actually, fun fact, this was the third consecutive start Alex Nedeljkovic has made. And we talked a little bit on after his insane game against the Blues on last Wednesday that this should be the time where they start transitioning him to the 1A role until he finally becomes just 1 instead of 1A and 1B, just 1 and 2. Um, and it seems like they are beginning that process with his third consecutive start because of all the – they've had plenty of rest in between each of those games. And he showed out again. And granted, he only faced 28 shots, but he made 26 saves for a save percentage in that game in 920, of 929. You know, he made – he played incredibly well in that game as well. And he's just continued to build on that. And obviously, uh, Tokarski in that for Buffalo, honestly, I feel bad for that dude. He faced 41 shots and made 38 saves. He showed out as well, but just he's playing on a bad Buffalo team that can't give him any support. He played so yeah, well. no, he's <laughs> he's not. I like like Buffalo got off to the hot start, and people were like, "Oh," and then maybe they don't um, be like, oh, "Psych," <laughs> right? And then, oh my goodness, John Gray to the Rangers too. Um, and and so you know, like. They they already had that little moment at the beginning, and um, and yeah, now it's just like they're the Buffalo Sabers. Like I don't know, like like if I I tell people this all the time, if I had to rank every single organization, not only in not, not just in hockey, in all four of the professional American sports, if I had to rank all of them in terms of how much of a joke they were from least joke most serious to biggest joke the buffalo sabers would probably be dead last out of every single professional team in north america it'd be close between them and arizona arizona's been another one of those teams true but but, go ahead but like like arizona like like oh for sure has been like their you know has has hit their lows absolutely but nobody has been given More. resources to do nothing with quite like the buffalo sabers no you you make a point too and plus the arizona coyotes do occasionally have good years and make the playoffs and surprise you i remember was it 2013 or 15 i can't remember cuz i remember they i can't remember which year it was one of the years the blackhawks won the stanley cup because they got eliminated in the Western Conference Final by the Blackhawks. So it was one of those two uh, years, I believe. But they've had years where they surprise you and they make the playoffs. And, they, you know, they usually are first-round exits. But, you know, once they made it to the Western Conference Final, the Buffalo Sabres really haven't done that in years. And exactly to your point, they have had resources at hand. They keep getting number one overall picks. They keep getting number two overall picks. They keep, like, they've, had, they've been gifted Jack Eichel. Granted, they were the worst team that year than the Edmonton Oilers, and they kind of got screwed out of the McDavid sweepstakes. But they got Jack Eichel out of it. They've got Rasmus Dahlin. Now they've got Owen Powers, who's still playing at Michigan. But my point remains, and your point remains, that they've been given resources to do nothing with, to the point where their superstar center says, trade me, this isn't going anywhere. I've been here since 2016, and this team continues to be garbage. Like, they are the biggest joke in the league. Yeah. I mean, again, more than just the league, baby. They're, 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 they are they are a laughing stock. And it got 
kind of shaky when when we took this team that we are just dragging right now to overtime, right? Like that's <laughs> that was a little bit of a like, all right, like the, the, this is not this is not a great a great kind of uh, uh this is not a great feeling. However, yeah. that it, it what a minute into overtime did it Less even than, last? It was like sixteen overtime? seconds. It's wild to me that I. I literally got a so I have I have notifications for the Red Wings Twitter turned on, right? As I'm watching the game, they scored so quickly that I had not seen puck drop in <laughs> overtime before Lucas Raymond game winner was sent to my phone. That's how quickly it was. Yeah, that just Detroit Red Wings Twitter tweeted out who else Lucas Raymond game over. Like it was just, it's become almost expected. Like, Oh, clutch time, Lucas Raymond, just, you know, it's going to happen. And uh, we'll, we're going to continue breaking down this game against the Buffalo Sabres. But first I got to talk to you guys about direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's not an annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Arkin drops it back to Raymond. Charges up across the Buffalo Sabre line. Moves in. Shoots the puck. He scores! And the Red Wings ended quickly. 26 seconds into overtime. Lucas Raymond put it through the pads of Tokarski into the net. All right, Scotty and I are going to continue to break down the game recap of the Buffalo Sabres and the Detroit Red Wings game that happened on Saturday at Little Caesars Arena. But first, I want to tell you guys that we are doing a giveaway on Twitter. So follow us on Lockdown Red Wings. Follow me at BrianFisher971. Follow Scotty at BentleyScotty and retweet the tweet. It's pinned on our profile now. It is a Lucas Raymond autographed puck that is authenticated from Little Caesars Arena. So if you follow all three of us, the account for the podcast and both of us at Bentley Scotty and at Brian Fisher 971, and then retweet it, you will be entered to win the Lucas Raymond autograph puck that is authenticated. And I cannot emphasize enough that it is an authenticated autographed puck because that allows it to keep its value and it, hell, it even raises its value because it's a rookie season puck. So you guys. Beauty, baby. It's heat. It's a it's heater. heater. If you haven't seen... If you are listening to this show but haven't checked Twitter or don't have a Twitter or whatever, check out the – I mean, it's it has the certificate of authenticity for those who are, like, in collecting and whatever. I mean, it, it goes hard, man. It, I, I am so pumped about it. I'm, I'm honestly not too pumped to just hand it to somebody else, but it's, it's fantastic, man. We're going to hand it, it – we're going to hand it to an awesome listener of ours. That does help. That, that does, does help. help. But it's not just anybody. Yeah. No, but it's 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 sweet, man. So yeah, just retweet and follow. Not too hard. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and so that's all you need to do. And then we're gonna announce the winner on Friday's episode. 
So you're going to have to listen to Friday's episode, and we're going to announce it then. So if you are the winner, we're going to announce you via Twitter handle on that day. And then we will be in your DMs, or you can be in our DMs if you're set to private. So we'll message back and forth, and we'll get your information. We'll send it to you. But make sure you listen on Friday and follow those steps if you want to be entered in the Lucas Raymond autographed authenticated puck giveaway. Anyways, back to the show. Scotty, Lucas Raymond now has 21 points in 22 games after an overtime winner. Moritz Sider got an assist in the game. It's just, and Nadelkovich played out of his mind. It's just the gift that keeps on giving with this team, man. I, you know, we talk about it every single episode, but every single game, they are the standout performers. It's almost, like I said, almost every game. And that, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, you, we have to find a, a fine line, right? Because it's somewhat of an indication of how amazing they are, which they are. But it's yeah. also somewhat of an indication of the the surrounding team they play on as well, right? I mean, not not that we're a this is a bad yeah. roster anymore because it's not. Um, but it, you know, if if it if they were if we had a 19 year old rookie that was that was doing this on a team that looked like the Lightning or something like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, take it, it more of not, a grain of salt, right? For sure, but. But again, like I, I don't want to dismiss it either. I think there's, I think there's a fine line we can walk where we can continue to celebrate how awesome they are, as everybody should, while also being like, all right, this is step one. Okay. And if this is a building block, like if this is like, like you know, more to come from this. If this is the starting point and more is to come, um, I mean that. We got, we got some nasty dudes on the way. Though. I would I agree with your sentiment there, but I would also argue that the team isn't that bad anymore because they are on the team. Like which is fair. You take totally Raymond fair. and you take Cider off this team. You have a roster that's very similar to what you had last year, minus Jacob Verona because he's injured. Lucas Raymond and Moritz Cider have made this team better, made them a more competitive hockey team by being on the team. And granted. Lucas Raymond plays between two great forwards and Larkin, who assisted on the overtime goal, mind you. So Dylan Larkin picks up another point in that game as well. And he plays between him and Bertuzzi, who have been fantastic line mates. But also, Bertuzzi and Larkin have been playing together for years, and they haven't had as explosive as a season as they've had with Anthony Mantha, with Robbie Fabry, with Philip Zadina. Lucas Raymond is helping making to make those guys more explosive players. I mean, it's, it's a give and take, and Lucas Raymond, every single game, seems to provide more and more offense. And as he grows older, and we talked about it a few episodes, I mean, seems to talk about it all the time, because, like, how can you not celebrate these rookies with how well they're playing? But as he continues to grow older, gets bigger, gets stronger, he's only going to improve because it's not his skill set. And Scouch said it. It's not his skill set that makes him such an impressive player. It's his vision. It's his hockey IQ. And that's going to only improve. That's something that doesn't go away with age. It, you saw it with guys, and, I, and I'm not trying to like go out here and make a wild comparison to like some of the greatest players of all time yet. But you see it with guys like Nicholas Lidstrom on the back end. That was a guy who played effective defensive defenseman from the back end for 20 years in the NHL because his vision was top tier. You can't really teach hockey IQ, and that's something Lucas Raymond has showcased time and time again with the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. And, and well, I think also the biggest thing is like the when you're talking about the development of a player, you have, like you said, you have intangible that you can't teach and you have skill set that you can. And 
he already has, as you just talked about, he already has the intangibles that are, are at least a lot more difficult to teach at a minimum, if possible to teach at all. But the skill set is also nasty. It is. Yeah. You know Not trying I mean? to dismiss like, that. <laughs> right. Like, like he's all like the skill set is like he's nice, but it man, like he he's that uh, the dude's nice, and well, so I I think the the combination of I mean this sounds fairly obvious I guess, but the combination of having such a high IQ at such a young age on top of having a, a skill set that is already great and and by all accounts like wanting to get better i mean that's that's dangerous for the rest of the league man and you saw those intangibles come in place in the overtime goal you know he broke down the wing and it wasn't like an incredible shot it was honestly a bit of a knuckle puck but he waited 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 for the opposing player to create a screen in front of tokarski and he let a shot through that the goalie couldn't see a knuckle puck through his five hole that just went in. It's, it wasn't an amazing shot. It wasn't a slick dangle, but he used his opponent's body to his advantage when he unleashed a shot. And that's just, you know, what you've begun to come to expect from Lucas Raymond at this point in the season. And I mean, you, we continue to talk about it because he continues to be the player that shows up and shows out along with, you know, Nadalkovich and Sider in every single game. And it's just, you can't, you can't, talk enough and celebrate enough how good he has been no you can't and and the like i mean we're getting into territory now of where we're like we're gonna have three rookies in that conversation man crazy you know what i mean like that's crazy that i i'm, I'm getting greedy i want one two three <laughs> i want it i want one two three that's what i want <laughs> i i'm totally with you too i one two three let's it'd be the the hardest and best thing to ever happen to a Detroit Red Wings fan. I mean, how hard of a pick would that be between the three of them? But also, like, how amazing would it be to have all three there? Like, just it's a good problem to have, baby. We, we just need Mercer from the Devils to start cooling off. He's he's having a good season too. What, Thirteen points in eighteen games played. You know, not Lucas Raymond mm-hmm. levels, but you know, he's having a nice season for himself. He's you know, calm down a little bit. Let our guys take take it away here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it, baby. It's a damn good problem to have. Let me <laughs> right? tell you. Uh, anyways, we'll wrap up our conversation about that game on the other side of this break. Um, but first, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bars. Thanksgiving is coming, gone. Aunt Betty had her Built Bar, and she is so grateful. Whew. But it is Cyber Monday, guys. It's the best Monday of the year, and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight, and it, del- and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful double, check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone with 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. Again, that's a Cyber Monday only deal. Got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.ag. Football is here and all kinds of odds, props are here along with it. BetOnline has you covered for all your holiday season bets 
odds, props, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive their 50% off welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline also has pro and college hoops. Go blue. NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, they're stuffed with deals this holiday season. Off the bench came Sider. Sider shaken from his jack. The shot. He scores! Sider wins it for Detroit! Mo Sider with his first National Hockey League goal! Segment three here, Locked on Red Wings podcast. We're going to finish up talking about this. Uh, I almost said St. Louis Blues. That was last game. Buffalo Sabres overtime win uh, at Little Caesars Arena. And just want to talk about some of the things we want to clean up about. First of all, it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And I got to see, obviously, everyone who was watching the game got to see on TV. They did like some spotlights on it. But I had to see in the team store, in person, those Hockey Fights Cancer jerseys. And, Scotty, it took all of my willpower, even with my discount from being management, it took all of my willpower to not buy one of those jerseys because they were fly, dude. They were, man. They were heat. They look good on the ice, too, baby. Oh, so good. I love purple, so maybe that's just like – It was the lavender uh, and the purple, the combination. It, it was so sick, man. It was – it was so, and, like, for a fantastic cause, like, don't want to blow past that either, but um, – it's always good when the when when great cause and the the uh, the the side effect is that the right that's probably not a good phrase for that the the cause and the the jersey surrounding the cause are are heat because they absolutely were man undoubtedly better than the reverse retro jerseys oh like lap them three times it was, like not even close not like, even in the same stratosphere I, I don't know who's in charge of designing the hockey fights cancer jerseys but you can tell they like put more thought into designing these jerseys that are just going to be worn during warmups than Adidas thought about when designing the Red Wings reverse retro jerseys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A silver stripe. That's retro. The Wings never wore that in their history, but that's fine. That's retro. Hockey fights, cancer jerseys, purple on lavender. Ooh, they should have just worn it for the whole game. Like, just please. Honestly, why do not they do not wear these ga- these amazing jerseys for their entire games is beyond me because they look so fly. That, that man, like... I don't uh, just get the reverse retros out of here. That's, that's like, that's the Nolan and I literally did an entire segment on uh, ways that we could uh, like tear them up. <laughs> we did an entire seg. Like one was like make a paper mache volcano. And then like one was donate them somewhere. <laughs> one was like, put them in a dumpster. Like we had different ways of like Bury getting them. rid of them. For a whole segment, so yeah. Well, and you know the not to make this about the reverse retro jerseys, but you know the Wings hated them too when they only wore them for two games, which was like the minimum they had to wear them. I think when other teams like the Kings wore their retros a ton, or the Coyotes wore their retros a ton because their retros were sick. The Kings like um, the the old purple and gold Lakers colors, throwback to their you know older jerseys as well. Like those were fire. The uh, Avalanche's Nordique throwback were fire like they wore them multiple times throughout the season so sick. and then the red wings is just a glorified practice jersey it is man i'm glad that's the, passed the coyotes the, the coyotes for as much as we were kind of slandering them earlier best alternates in the game yeah man. well I, no, oh. they're making those alternates slowly into their primaries 
They as they should. When was the last They're time eight. you saw them where the coyote had? Like that's true. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. It's been a minute. It, every single it feels like they haven't made it official yet, but the Kachina uniforms, mm, so good. So good. Oh man, I we could do a whole show on favorite jersey. Oh, like, I know, we, we really I, I, that's like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love talking about unis. We can talk about baseball uniforms too, because I, I have so so many of those that I love as well. Oh, but anyways, we're not talking about the hockey rights cancer jerseys were fire. We wanted to give props to that. Great cause, great uniform. Just, I wish they would have worn them for the whole game because it's almost criminal that they only wore them during warmups. Um, Carter Rowney was responsible for the first goal in that Detroit Red Wings Buffalo Sabres game, and it was actually low key kind of a beauty. Like he made a gnarly move in gnarly. Who says that anymore? He made a gnarly move in the uh, neutral zone to get around the defender. Broke down the wing, made a nice pass across the slot, and then crashed the net to bury the rebound. Like he facilitated that entire play, and I know we kind of dump on Carter Rowney a lot because he's not really—he's a fourth liner. He doesn't really provide a lot of offense. When they signed him, I kind of scratched my head, like, really? That's the guy you're going to fill a a, a roster spot where you have guys in Grand Rapids who probably could do it? But I mean, all props to Rowney on that goal because it was—it was nasty. It was nasty. Yeah, it was. I the uh, I thought it was. Live, they gave it to Zadina. They did, and and I they showed the replay, and everybody in the booth was like, uh, "I guess that's a goal for Zadina." <laughs> well, and somebody <laughs> even said Lindstrom may have gotten that too. Yeah, man, there was people were lo- lost, absolutely <laughs> lost on who that goal was supposed to go to, and then we got to the intermission, and they uh, they redivvied it out. But no, I mean we'll 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 take that. I mean, like we've talked about it at ends. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but. <laughs> this first line is good. It's it's good. So almost the, one of the best in the league at this point with how much right. they produce. So the depth is where we will win or lose a majority of our games. So if we can get solid production, even if it is just mayhem in front of the net pushing goals like that, we'll take it. Well, it was really uh that both of those goals were just great crashing the net presence and you know, Moritz Sider got the assist on Pew Suter's goal and it, it, like you said, it's that's where we're going to win and lose hockey games is in the trenches. <laughs> it's not sound like a football uh, analysis now, but literally in the trenches in trenches in front of the net with the depth scoring. And we've talked about it at ends. You don't want to sound like a broken record, but we won that hockey game because the depth scoring of Pew Suter and Carter Rowney showed up. They crashed the net and they buried the rebound. And like that, that won us thought like obviously Raymond won us the hockey game, but we wouldn't have gotten to that point. The Red Wings wouldn't have gotten to that point if it weren't for that. And obviously their uh, home record has been amazing this season, but I think that's something we're going to save for Tuesday's episode because the LCA, the fans at LCA have been just phenomenal this season. And Dylan Larkin talked about it, but we want to save that. Don't want to get the boys are buzzing. The boys are buzzing. Um, And the last thing I have on here, not really more of an anecdote than a, than a segment topic, but Mark Stahl returned to the lineup after being hurt for a few days. And uh, you know, he didn't play horrible. He, He, you know, he was, it was one of those games where you didn't notice him, so he must have played pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, and and that's that's fine. If I look, this is gonna sound like if if you weren't a hockey fan, this would sound bad. But those who listen to this are and will. If if Mark Stahl plays every single night and I don't notice him the rest of the season, I'll be very happy. Well, it's like he has earned that second contract by being. I don't want to say invisible on the ice, but consistently good in the back end for the minutes he's playing. And like, he hasn't been amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but no, he's not making minutes. plays that make you go, Oh my goodness. What a great defensive stop by Mark. 
installed, but he's also not blowing, you know, possession in the zone or, or making really stupid mistakes either. And that's for for a dude that's wearing an A and playing second line D, D man minutes. That I, I'll gladly take that. I actually love him with the A too. Like now that the season's oh, going yeah, on and I'm watching him play, I'm like, yeah, he seems like the the choice on the back end for wearing the A because he's been with the team for a year. Maybe give it another year, and if they decide to keep Nick Letty, give it to him. But given what the roster was and who was in the locker room, he seems like the smartest choice on the defensive core to give an A to. And so, like, I he he is he has performed above my expectations, and I can't say that I'm up. I I I have nothing bad to say really about Mark Stahl. And you know, you say that he doesn't make plays that make you go, "Oh wow, that was a nice play." But I, actually, I have seen quite a few plays where I've been like, "Oh damn, Mark Stahl, where did that come from?" Like, <laughs> nice dude. I'm I'm really coming at it. It's way easier to consume now because his contract is a lot like more team friendly. He's not making that exorbitant amount of money, but like to, to the money he's being uh, paid, to the minutes that he is being given, he's been he's been a solid defender in the back end, and I'm happy that he's healthy again and back in the lineup. Absolutely, me too. And and like you said, like or, or I mean, like like we've been. To, if he's invisible, beauty. You know you know yeah. what I mean. Like if he. If if I don't notice when Mark Stahl is on the ice or off the ice, and well, off the ice is a little different because like if Cider's out there, I'm probably always going to notice. But if I if I if he's coming off the ice and I'm like, oh wow, Mark Stahl just played two minutes, I'm going to be happy. Like I'm going to be like, okay, well, Mark Stahl went out there, gave <laughs> us some solid minutes. I didn't he didn't make any stupid mistakes, and that's a beauty. Yeah, man. Any final thoughts? Uh, go blue, baby. Go blue and enter the Lucas Raymond puck giveaway. Yes, please do. We are, we, there's already been, uh, it's going to be going on all week. So you have, you know, there, there's going to be more and more people. You want to get in on it early. Absolutely. Get on it early. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now go to uh, Lockdown Bets and make them your second listen. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Scotty and I will be back with you for a Tuesday episode, and we're going to talk about a preview of Boston's game, talk a little bit about the comparisons that the Detroit Red Wings uh, keep wanting to make with Lucas Raymond and uh, a certain very famous Detroit Red Wing. Uh, Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.